I'm Nick. And I'm Alex. And this is The Games Wagon, a gaming podcast that follows the short attention span of two brothers, covering computer games, card games, board games, miniature games, and beyond. If you play it, we'll pay attention to it until we see a hot new piece of tech. Ooh. What have we got this week, Alex? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this week we've got our fast forward section where we talk about the new hotness that we're interested in, as always. We've got our what's up section where we go on about what we've been doing in games. And this week we're going to ramble incoherently about something. What's that? I'm going to ramble about Red Dead Redemption Zvi. All right, we're trying to get on that sweet bandwagon there. Fits our games wagon mocky, I think. Let's call this episode... Red Dead Redemption, please look at us. Please look at us. <laughs> Alright, this week, fast forward. What's got your attention? Um, well, I want a laptop. So I've been staring at laptops and thinking I should not spend that much money. But there are some good deals going mm-hmm. and some interesting new things out. Right, right. Such as? Well, specifically, I I want to live your dream of having the external GPU, an eGPU, if you will. Um, so, it has to have Thunderbolt 3. Sure. And so, Apple have just announced, I think they come out in two days' time, is it? Or three days, perhaps. Um, the new MacBook Airs, which come with two Thunderbolt 3 uh, Type-C ports. And that's it, though, isn't it? They don't come with anything else. That's it, Yes. Um, they connect to the internet. That's where you better be getting everything from. Um, but they're expensive, and the Australia tax is pretty bad. The Aussie dollar actually just fought back a cent, but is still pretty damn low. Um, and I would love to grab one if it was a good price. But given the hardware, I mean, it's only a dual-core friggin' CPU. Is it? Which, which is crazy. I think, the price you're paying. But they're meant to be super energy efficient and they're claiming huge battery life, but we know what Apple are like when they claim huge battery life. I saw a couple of conflicting things. One hand, people were saying, don't get the Pro because this has got way better. That's the MacBook Pro. Yeah. Do they mean the non-touch bar MacBook Pro or something? And other people saying, no, the Pro is like only $100 more and you get a much better CPU and all this stuff. Oh, I don't think any of that is right. <laughs> it doesn't sound, sound right at all. I don't think it's $100 even in US difference. Um, the Pro's got a lot of advantages and better uh, of the, you know, Intel on board GPUs that aren't GPUs, whatever they are. This has a 617, I think, which yeah, is weird. Totally weird. Um, so basically anything else at that price point beats it. And, well, I'll just jump over that one for a second. And I've been looking at an XPS 15 from Dell. Um, and it at, at minimum comes with a 630 from Intel. So right. it just seems crazy. And uh, at the moment, you can get 20% off of them either on eBay or I think on their website, depending on the model. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's some pretty good deals. And I actually, I was a big fan of, and I might have mentioned it before, the G5 from Dell as well. Uh, it's an extremely heavy laptop, but it's very customizable and it has the Thunderbolt 3 port and it comes with uh, NVIDIA 1060, uh, but it is the Max-Q yeah, mobile Max-Q, yeah. version. So the G5 definitely comes with Thunderbolt because the G3 says it comes with it, but only certain models have it. And you can't get that in Australia unless yeah. you like beg Dell to shove it in for you and who knows how much they'll ask. The G5 does. 
Definitely does. Okay. So at the moment, uh, you could get one for what I think is a great price of $1,359 on eBay. Oh, um, that is good. Yeah, I think that's super cheap. You're getting a 1060. I mean, that's pretty sweet. But mm. it's, yeah, not meant to have the best screen. It's heavy. But it is really customizable. And that's one cool thing about it, especially from a gaming perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the question is how much you move it. Like, I have an external screen that we're looking at now. I have my external GPU now. And so, I mean, I move my laptop a lot, right? So, but I don't think yeah. you would do as much as I, I do. I don't know. I want to get out of my room. Um, the story behind my room is it's a cave with no windows. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need to go towards the light. And so, I need something light to go towards the light, you see. All right. Um, but the other th- news was the, I believe it's, I've been told it's pronounced Huawei. Um, some people might call it Hawaii. Uh, Chinese brand with their MateBook X Pro is coming to Australia finally, which was not, I was just unavailable here for so long and it sounded good. Um, but it's extremely expensive. I think it's going to be terrible in Aussie dollar terms. Yeah. Um, and if the Chinese are going to steal all of my secrets, then I expect it to be cheap. Yeah, yeah, and secret tax rather than the Australian tax. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, I mean, I've got nothing against funding the Communist Party, but uh, if I'm going to do it, they be- they better be giving me a good deal. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, I remember getting good reviews a while ago, but it's kind of dropped off the radar, I think, for most people. Yeah. I, I just think it's too much, and it's the competition has caught it now by the time it's coming out here. Well, so. if you like the dedicated gaming, the one you don't have the list I th- that a lot of people talk about is the Gigabyte 14. It's Gigabyte Aero, I think Oh, it yeah. Is. Um, it's not. It's not. Um, but you're, aren't you talking towards the three grand mark with that? Well, I mean, that's where the MacBook Pro is probably going to sit. And I think the Aero you can definitely get uh, like under two thousand five hundred. Okay. You're getting a ten sixty. You're getting. Um, you get standard sixteen gigabyte gigabyte of RAM, I think. So it is chunky. But if you're prepared to go the G five, I don't know. How much does it weigh? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. If it's like the G5, it's like 2.5 kilos or something. So that's pretty heavy. Well, out of, out of those, you've got the MacBook Air, which is light, or then the XPS 15, but it's yeah. still like 2 point something kilos, isn't it? So. Well, yeah, you're probably talking around. It depends. By the time, If you put two drives in the XPS 15 and you take the, um, the two hard drives, so probably an SSD and a hard drive, you're talking 2 kilos. Right. I, I mean, to me, I would be... It comes with a 1050 and 1050 Ti as well, yeah. So uh, it depends. You would go the cheap one and then get the external, you reckon? Because the problem with that one was that it was the dual hard drive. I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? If I remember the specs, if you go for the 1050, you get a 256 um, drive rather than a 128 plus a terabyte uh, old old drive. Whatever. This is the PC world. The configurations change weekly. Okay. <laughs> it's it's very confusing what they the deals they have on eBay versus what they have on their site is not what I was looking at about a month ago. It's, there is a little bit of a difference and it's weird. Um, but they're you know they're constantly tweaking those little bits of hardware. So that's why I'm waiting. I think. But sure. I I'm think there'll be some more good deals. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, to be honest, the best deals I saw was the end of financial deal at Dell. When the Xbox 15 wasn't out then, but uh, at least in Australia. 
So, but that's a while away now. <laughs> well, I think there'll be a new XPS 15 coming out May, I think it was the last one probably. Um, it sounds like they are doing it. There's lots of hype and buzz around it. So, could even just be worth until that gets closer and they'll be flogging them off. Yeah, but they still keep around the old 13-inch and that's still going pretty strong for them. But anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Well, the 13-inch sells so well that it's more expensive than the 15-inch, basically. So I don't think it's such a bargain. But if you're looking for that lightweight thing, you can't upgrade the RAM on it, though. That is, as Americans would say, sodded in. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It is a problem because it's to get 16, you're going to have to pay a premium. Weight. It's so expensive. It's ridiculous. You can get a... You can get a what is it? The older XPS 13 for about 1500, right? Mm. You never get if you want to pay get 16 gigs by you're paying 2500. It reminds me a lot of a company called Apple. <laughs> Can't upgrade anything on the MacBook Air, nothing. No, well, I did note because I wasn't even looking for me for the Air, but my partner who likes it. What if we got a 512 drive, 600 bucks for one? I just yeah. bought for my um, my little laptop a 512 for 150 bucks. <laughs> And it's and a you Samsung. Just chuck it in. Yeah. Well, it's not that easy. I'm going to have to fit around with Windows reinstall. But anyway, I'll deal with that soon. Cool. Um, well, I'm all about the car games again. Uh, so FFG Interactive said they're changing up the pay model for the Lord of the Rings uh, online card game I've been playing. They started with a kind of buy packs. We bought like a an edition that came with some cards and any purchase you made. Um, came with with kind of the core set or whatever you want to call it, um, and then you kind of bought the warrior packs and all this stuff on top, and then they had this weird system of basically you looked into the Palantir and saw the future and got a card and some gold or whatever. It was. Look into the what? Uh, you know, I think it's that the thing that uh, the ball that one of the wizard looks to and he can uh, see other places. Palantir, I think it is. Uh, okay. Anyway, and you got a card pop out of it <laughs> instead of seeing a future. Hits you square in the eye that you were <laughs> staring at it with. Um, so they're changing up the model. It's, I mean, I, I haven't. To be honest, I didn't check. This was a couple of weeks ago, um, but uh, they did release another article talking about it, but they didn't seem to give me any details of what the changes what what would be. Um, but I'm going to see. I mean, it kind of did. I think exactly capture my worries that. Now might be motivated to buy packs and it'll come with adventures and all these things together, right? Because before I'm like, well, why do I want to buy new cars, right? If I can finish the adventure with the cars I've got, I see no reason to really add to the sets. I just want more adventures, right? Yeah. So this might motivate. I mean, the way they do it in the real world version, the, the actual physical card game, you got an adventure pack with cards, right? And so you got an adventure and new cards to play with. And they could set limits, like you have to use these cards and things like that. So maybe they'll kind of tie uh, that a bit more. But I did play it a little bit more. I'm just really waiting for another adventure to come along because I've beat that one a few times now. I have to say with the crossover of online and buying the real cards, because I've still been playing the Warhammer Age of Sigmar one. What is that called again? Champions? Warhammer Champions. Yeah. And I, I've bought no physical cards, and I have unlocked all these cards in the in the game. So yeah, it's interesting. Like I don't know, it kind of sucks you in with with the online thing. Like you're like, oh, you're getting these free things, and if you do this, you get that, and all these kind of things. Whereas if you just buy the pack, mm. you just sort of buy the pack. You know, it's not playing to that 
gambling mentality as we talked about last episode or was well, the previous look, one? I, I have a story to tell. We'll continue on. But uh, so I was at the mall and had some um, money burning a hole in my pocket. So I bought oh. myself a death, the death starter set for Warhammer Champions because I didn't own that one. Oh, so, cool. Um, I scanned it straight away and then I kind of put it to the side on the family dining table. Went away to a friend's house for overnight, came back, Uh-oh. water had spoiled all over the cards and they're pretty much ruined before I even got to use them. The moral to the story is don't buy physical things, they exactly. slowly break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so I was quite relieved I got to scan them but I don't see myself playing. Yeah, I want, I want the sound on, on thing. That was probably super loud. That was ridiculously loud. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, online versus uh, real card games. Always keep your real cards in a sleeve. That's the, the number one lesson there. Yes, and don't have a family. Is that too? <laughs> All right. Um, you want to talk more about card games, or shall I talk about some miniature games? Uh, do you miniatures? All righty. Um, I know you can't get enough of Beasts of Chaos. Uh, there's as many people who play Beasts of Chaos as listen to this podcast <laughs> out there. <laughs> But there's more legendary Beast of Chaos on the way. Um, so I believe it's this month. That's what they said, November. There's not much news on it right now. They've I'm pretty sh- sure it'll be coming up next Saturday. So we're Pro- on the 5th. So yeah. yeah, probably pretty soon. Um, they've shown off the Gorthor model, which of course is an old one that we remember. Um, and we, you mean you, but anyway. Well, I remember. And he was a named character and it sucks that he doesn't have points, but... Anyway, if he's uh, going for a reasonable price and is on the same base as a chariot, which I, he probably won't be, he'll probably be on an extra big base and he'll probably be too expensive, I'll buy him. <laughs> but, uh, so if things happen that you don't think will happen, you'll get it. Exactly. Um, but there's also Pestigors, um, you know, might go for the Nurgle player out there if there's any amongst us. I don't. I mean, I, I thought they would be a cool model, but what would I do with them? I don't. I mean, I guess I could use them as cor- uh, chaos warriors, or uh, not chaos, but chaos marauders. Or well, yeah, they're probably meaningless for you, but you could use them as the demon things you've got. What are they called? Plague bearers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was interested in them because I need another ten um, bestigors, and from what I understand, that's all that their rules used to be. They were just bestigors, oh, really? maybe with a mark um, yeah. when they had marks. Uh, which was not when I last had the army. So, if again, if they're a reasonable price, they come on the same base size as a Bestigor, which is 32 mil, then I think I'll get them to complete a full unit of them. Otherwise, yeah, that's a pain in the ass to get more more bases. Well, the thing I was shocked was that a lot of this stuff was on metal still that came out. So there was a few... I think these will be metal. They'll actually the be Pestigors metal. will be metal. Yeah. And possibly Gorthor. Yeah, the Pestigors well, are ancient. They're an ancient model. Oh, really? Yep. Of course, you could just buy um, 20 million of the uh, Blood Bowl Nurgle army. You get two in each pack. Yes, well. <laughs> maybe so I could get plastic that way. Maybe I can sell off the other ones at a good price. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of interested. Uh, I think there's going to be a couple of more Beast of Chaos things, it sounded like. Um, so it could be cool. I'm going to check it out. And it's just a matter of um, pricing. But I need to get um, more bases. So I've got a bunch of guys on square bases and now round is the only rule. And um, my brother who I do a podcast with is a total Nazi about having your guys on the right bases 
for example. So I'm looking. Look, it's driven from the desire for us to play <laughs> out in the world with other people, not even just with us. Well, there's people where we play playing ninth age, which is. Um, yeah, but they're, they're not playing ninth out in round bases. Yeah, they're playing they? with square <laughs> bases. So it's because it is on square bases. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, you know, it might tie in with buying some stuff from Games Workshop, getting the round bases from them, because it's probably the easiest place to get them and getting some of these things as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to I'm see. interested in the testicles, having a look, see what it's like. I think they're pretty ugly models, really, but... Mm, <laughs> we'll see. Something different, and um, putting together best of gores is a pain. There you go. So these will probably come in one chunky piece, uh, or at least not too many. Hopefully. Um, so, yeah, to continue the card game stuff, so Gwent the Thronebreaker single-player uh, expansion is actually out for PC, um, but it's on my kind of coming up because I'm waiting for it to come on Xbox, which is December 4th or something like that. Why? Well, because it gives me... <laughs> No script here, people. Because it gives me cross-play. So I have it on my Xbox, and I have... Can I do I, this loudly across you speaking? <laughs> There's another there deaf go. person. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just got it on Xbox first, uh, and then uh, I realized I could get it on um, the Xbox, uh, the, rather the Microsoft Store, and that would give me cross-play. Because I've got ah. some cards and I earn stuff. I mean, I haven't even opened that many kegs. They're kegs rather than packs. Um, I haven't even ah. opened that many, but I've opened some, right? So, so you, could, you drink your cards in this game. Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> they're opened by this weird ogre dude who squeezes the keg and the cards pop out. <laughs> much like the Palantir thing. Anyway, um, I could have started afresh. And, co- and so it was released on GOG first. Um, the CD Projekt Red own, own all or some of GOG. I'm not exactly well, sure. They, they own it. It's um, so they release it there first. Um, but I thought, no, I'll wait, give it cross-play one because um, it gave me a chance to just play it again. I'm like, oh, do I even really want to because it's it's paid for expansion, 40 bucks 50 in Australia mm, at yep. the moment. Um, and, yeah, it'll just let me keep my cards and I get to rub it in a bit to you about the greatness of cross-play here and I've... And I think one of the things that put me off was it wasn't that much fun to play on um, Xbox itself. And so when I realized I could play on PC as well, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. Um, but yeah, I'll see uh, whether it... I think it may tickle the itch that I was looking for with Lord of the Rings uh, with the story seems actually much more integrated and not just a kind of... I remember I complained that there was this huge amount of text that was nicely read that got between you and the game and then had no interaction. Yep, yep. I have a, this seems to actually have a, more, a lot more that we, you know, there's some cut scenes or whatever they are with text, but they're shorter and you get to make choices and things like that. Yeah. And then play the game. And then there's also kind of a world to walk around as well, I think. I mean, yeah, that's one of the great things about the Xbox. You realize that you don't have to play it on this clunky interface. You can play it on your PC. <laughs> it's exactly the same game. Well, once you have an external <laughs> GPU instead of a tiny one, it does help. But, I mean, it got great reviews, and everyone said just play it for the story, which was quite surprising. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, everyone says if you just like your you know oldie, medieval-style RPG stories, do it for that, and uh, you'll get a bunch of cards as well. So... To jump ahead a little bit to what I've been up to, so it made me play the uh, uh, the game as is, which is a free-to-play model. Uh, I just did the one-player. There were challenges, I think they're called. It's not really a campaign. So it is completely free-to-play. I thought you did have to buy a... 
I don't no, I never bought I haven't bought anything with okay. it. Okay. Okay. I just do the challenges and every now and again you get a free pack from like gold or whatever it is. Yep. And you get a couple of hero cards now that I finally completed the um the uh the campaigns or the the challenges. Sure. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, so I enjoyed it. It wasn't that challenging. Most, a couple I did lose, just wasn't thinking ahead or whatever. But then I'm like, oh yeah, so I've got all these cool ideas for decks. And then I look at the cards I have and realize I can't build any of them. Yeah. So that kind of stopped me in the tracks pretty pretty quickly. I'm not that keen to invest. It's not a bad game, but you know, one thing that really annoyed me was that a lot of the time they gave me what you would call the gold versions or the animated versions of the cards yep because all the decks and the challenges were pre-built the pretty ones yeah and I thought oh well, that's really good they've switched over so you don't have to select the gold ones you just get a cool animated card because that's the advantage of it being on a computer game exactly you get a cool animated card exactly I go to my collection oh wait I don't have any they're not animated and there is two tiers yeah, they're extra dirty and you can barely even see the yeah, well, people the, on them <laughs> well one of the points I had about the gameplay playing the Xbox was I couldn't tell what a card was I was like is that a like a catapult or you know what I mean but when it's flinging and fire I can easily yeah. tell what it is yep I think it's a bit greedy to do the golden thing like that I mean it's kind of a way for hardcore players to I don't know sink money in I guess but why not have like they should all just be animated anyway right I mean that's the whole point of Watching that Star Wars chess, right? The fact that it was animated was the cool thing. Bring yeah. It, bring it online was the cool thing. I think that's something I'll get to in the rambling review as well, but the collectability and the fact that every game has to have this ridiculous level of collectability now and things to do, and it's a, it's a bit over the top, And yeah, I, I mean, think. Because it's so, like, how many card games are there now, right? Why do you think yours is the one that I'm going to spend hours collecting the gold for or whatever, right? But, I mean, this comes to the whole free-to-play model, which is you get you know, 10,000 people play it, you need 1,000 or less that will spend ridiculous amounts of money, right? Yeah, yeah. And you suck them dry and you, you know, move on. It's like me with Hearthstone. If they had to live off the amount of money I put in Hearthstone, then they'd all be dead and dead of starvation <laughs> in the streets. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, but that's, if there was... There's 30 million of you, right? And you're all spending 10 bucks. True. I've put a bit of money in, but I don't know. It's probably like 20 bucks all up. Yeah, that's still pretty good if there's enough people doing it. And I've spent yeah. a lot more than you. Yeah. So there you go. You're an addict with card games. You've got a problem. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's the one thing we're learning from this podcast. Anyway, what else have you got? Um, so a new game store opened up next to me, and I finally went in today to check it out. Um, so it's a mind game store. And franchise, yeah, franchise that used to be. Uh, we both grew up in Canberra, so they were there uh, originally, but they actually got out of the franchise because they got pissed off with the deal or something. So they're not their capital games now. But there's quite a few of these mind game ones. There's two in the city of Melbourne now. Was the Canberra one the first one? Is that what you're saying? No, no I think no, the Melbourne one was first and they franchised us off them and then, then... There was one in Sydney too for a long time, if I remember correctly. Maybe yeah, I okay. I don't know. But this is another franchise. This is a different mob. Um, so I thought I'd go and check it out. Did it have any nerd games was my biggest worry. Yeah, because some of them, like the, they do the family games, the puzzles, the monopolies. You know, they'll have a few little things but they won't stock. Uh, jigsaws. There are tons of jigsaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did it then have the sweet games that we love? Yes, it did. In the back, in the very back, of course, 
Uh, no stairs you have to climb, though, but in the back, it's only a small store. Uh, they had a shelf that looked like it was being stocked as the time that I rocked in. So there was about four boxes on two shelves of Games Workshop things. <laughs> so eight boxes all up. There you go. And I had a look. I didn't have my phone on me at the time, so I had to dash back home, which is only about a two-and-a-half-minute walk away, um, to check. But I was very sad to find out that they are selling for the recommended retail price. Boo. So I don't know if I can shop there. But I'm I'm confident that perhaps I can either get them to give me a discount or the Axes and Nails Gaming Club we are a part of will wrangle with them a discount because they are north side, north side of Melbourne. There you go. So maybe we'll get a deal somehow, but I refuse to pay retail for Games Workshop <laughs> things. Well, just so people know, so Mind Games Central Melbourne uh, used to give Axes and Nails a 10% discount for uh, GW products, but then they just made that across the whole board for everybody. So. Yeah, everyone gets it. So there's still hope there. Um, kind of want a bit of discount due to the Australia tax. We, we, us and yeah, we pay like twenty percent on Games Workshop at least. At least, um, and no, so you really want a discount when buying that kind of stuff. What about FFG? Did they have anything like that? That you saw? Well, well, what's the biggest FFG thing? And of course, they had tons of that. Uh, the new X Wing. Yes, it? Yeah. that was that had a huge amount of space dedicated to it in a small store. Well, that's good in a way. I mean, it is one of the biggest nerd games, as you called them, going around. Yeah, well, that's huge. That uh, you know, that's what I said before. That Fantasy Flight are not sad about pissing off Games Workshop by getting into miniatures because they are making a killing on that absolute killing. Yeah, well, there is some worry that so this is second edition just came out. Yep. Will, will it continue the trend? Will people get annoyed? Um, there may be some backlash, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Well, I think that they've brought it around and people are very happy with it because they've balanced it out. And yes, they, will they go back into power creep? Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll balance it out again and people will be happy again. I think they've, they're have they onto a formula already and it's working. Well, it took them eight years to do... Uh, um uh, to do uh, what's it called Game of Thrones balancing or anything like that I mean they they didn't do the second edition maybe it was even more than eight years mm. it was eight years for Netrunner to finally release the second edition uh, core set and that then got shut down exactly so they seem to be doing a much better job with uh, with the X-Wing there this is going to make them huge I think and it already has and that's why they're updating things so quickly and yeah I think they're trying to get that um, blend and balance of updates and power creep. Sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> I still do stare longingly across at uh, Star Wars Legion. Well, uh, is Legion pre-painted like the X-Wing stuff? No, no. Oh, okay, well, that's one thing I love about the X-Wing. I just look at it and go, if I got into that game, I wouldn't have to paint the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think we'll end. We'll move into what's up. What's up? Shall I start on the weirdness of my Fitbit Versa? Sure, we'll continue the saga. Yes, so I'm still going going away with it. Um, now, our brother, our other brother, what's his name? Pete, we like no, to call no, him. No, 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 I don't think he has a name. Oh. <laughs> That's what I call him. I don't know what you call him. That's an illusion, that name. But he, he made a crass joke about... The wife monitoring her husband from her phone whilst he was wearing a Fitbit in the shower. And she says, you just went 3,000 steps in a minute or something like that. And um, 
to what? So it's well, I don't it said to see. I don't understand. She, he was in the shower and, and it told her that he had. Yes, his wrist was moving rather vigorously uh. in the shower. You see, <laughs> he got a lot of steps. Um, but so, just to tie that back into reality, I was in the shower and it's not quite as uh, vigorous as all that. But it said I needed to do a hundred more steps in the hour. When it, when you've, I've got it set up for ten hours a day, I need to do two hundred and fifty steps every hour at least, right? And it sends me a reminder. And I was in the shower and it said I need to do 100 more steps in the hour, uh, in 10 minutes basically. But I just washed my hair and it was like, you have made another 100 steps, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) So they're not the most accurate of devices. (laughs) Maybe like the hair washing motion isn't, you know, not that uh, dissimilar in calories or something like that. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um but I guess there's been a lot of criticisms leveled at them for that kind of measuring, though. They're not very good at it, and I would agree. Um, it's definitely something to be aware of, but I think it has been helping me, um, you know, regularly reminding me that I'm fat and I should be doing things. So I have been actually stepping it up a bit, doing a bit more exercise and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's good in that way. Like, I like that kind of thing. It's a bit of, again, that gamification kind of thing. You're measuring. You know, like some days I have, I've had, we've had a long weekend here, so I've got um, today and tomorrow off because of gambling reasons. And um, they've been doing a lot of exercise as a result. So I've had these beautiful days where everything is lit up green and my stats and they look so good and I'm so mm. proud of it. I'm like, oh, yes, mm. I've done so well. Um, having long showers. Yes, exactly. And I don't know, there's something nice about that, right? It's a positive reinforcement kind of thing. Um, and I think it's it's good at those sort of things. It's good as a watch, but uh, in terms of a smart watch, I think it's actually pretty crap. Right, right. So I've been trying to use, um, my favorite thing was using uh, Spotify in the shower and controlling the songs and everything. If I want to do that, I basically have to fire up Spotify on my phone, I get a song going, I open up the Fitbit app, I open, get my watch going all before I get in the shower, make sure the app is working, <laughs> and then I can jump in the shower and control it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like, you are not connected to the app. I refuse to do anything. Yeah, yeah, that's a pain. So, yeah, it's, it's a fun bit of tech to play with, but it's not... Um, it's not at that level where you'll be comfortably controlling your entire house with it if you have an automated house. So. Sure, sure. Oh, well, I mean, maybe... I mean, the Fitbits itself are not like the Apple Watches, right? So they're designed for the fitness and the cost is nothing like an Apple Watch. Yet, yeah, so. the cost is way down. But they're trying to battle in that zone and it's not like... I mean, say the uh, Ionic uh, at the top there is not too far off a um, cheaper Apple Watch. Mm, yeah, oh, well. Maybe if you get fitter, that's all you need. <laughs> I'll give it a go. All right, so I've been playing um, Assassin's Creed. I am more than 25. I'm probably close to 30 hours now. I've got written down here that I was level 19, but I'm definitely 20 or higher now. Where do you find the time for this? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just just got into a real good vibe playing it late at night for a while, I guess. Um, but, yeah. Yep. It's just been... Oh, so first up, there was the first big patch, and we're sad or happy that the aggro horse ain't so aggro no more. I'm disappointed. I think... I don't know. I, I should have checked the patch notes. <laughs> I think it said 24% less aggro or something like that. <laughs> um, I did hit the first stage where I had to grind, so I, I had a mission. I want to continue the story, but the dude that I had to fight was you know level 
whatever it was, 18 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, one level here is huge. It's really hard to fight anyone who's higher level than you. So I had to kind Especially of, if you're terrible at video games, well, right? there is that. <laughs> um, I did have to kind of go out and I didn't know quite what to do just to kind of tick off some more, you know, grinding to get there. But it wasn't too bad. I did actually um, spend my 10... So I have used my Ubisoft points on the Ubisoft store to get, like, boosts at certain stage. That's a whole reason not to play this game, what you just said then. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so this is, isn't buying anything. So you can buy a... 10% permanent XP uh, upgrade or whatever and same for gold or drachma. Yep. Um, but this just gave me a one hour, two hour boost or whatever it was and it did help me a lot get up to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, people have complained about that. Um, but it gave it to me for free and so I feel that now that I've got that boost I'm kind of on equal footing but that may of course go down again right the further i go in the game yeah it'll suck if you need it again and then yeah it's not really there. asking you to pay yeah yeah but you can always grind it out i guess um uh there were a couple of weird things i mean it's one of these games that has so much gear i mean it's just like you know sometimes it's great you get that epic or legendary but even there are times i've got multiple epics and i'm like meh whatever uh, i mean that's one thing people complain about zelda was the breaking of the gear but the breaking of the gear meant the gear had a worth to it, right? Right, like, yeah. Because you knew that thing was going to break and you going to need it, so you, you wanted to keep stuff around. With this, you're just burning and churning, right? And not yeah. Really, I don't even... Because we, do you get a ton of loot that, um, like, you just get this bit of loot and you're like, oh, that could be cool, and then you get it and it's just useless because you've got something way better than it already? Yeah, well, I'm not sure because sometimes I'll hold on to epics because they have three or four stats, um, uh-huh. but it says that the item can be better, so I'm not... I don't actually crunch the numbers that hard. It might be better that I just always upgrade to the thing, the newest thing. Um, but I think it's better to keep some of the older stuff for a couple of levels at least. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I you can of course spend some resources and give them an upgrade. Uh, that is an extra trait. I think it's called engraving. Or then you can spend money and make it your level. But I thought ah. that was cool, but it's so expensive, and I don't. The gold is not coming that freely yeah. some people said there's heaps of gold in this game and I'm like nah just call it gold I've been calling because it's obviously US dollars in Red Dead Redemption I'm still calling it gold <laughs> <laughs> I can't get out of the habit yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I don't know It it's just a typical kind of uh, gameplay trait or whatever you want to call it or what's the term uh, you know like a repeated pattern that just gets repeated over and over again it really isn't that necessary um, I yep. did, did have, so when I got stuck, I had to beat a bad guy in, to get through the story and I got to the right level. In fact, I was one level over and I went to kill him and I just couldn't do it. I was like, wow, am I, maybe I am bad at video games, you know, with all this negative reinforcement going on. But, um, what happened was I had a poison build and he was the snake guy and he had poison. And after uh. a few times I'm like, oh, hang on, spent my 500 gold to respect myself, smashed him. Right, and I kind of got a bit annoyed with that because it kind of now I can't be bothered to spend my gold to go back. And what, it was a, boy, a build I was enjoying. I was going for strong assassinations, yeah, but still decent, um, uh, you know, combat if I needed it. Right, yeah. It was a bit annoying, um, just that it, it forced me, or well, the build I had just didn't have enough to finish him off because I had a lot of, um, you know, damage over time that wasn't affecting him at all. Yes, it seems a bit uh, Ubisoft in that way, and. 
I mean, I had the account and everything, and I have no idea what my password is, but uh, that was on in Windows, of course, and a lot of people viewed the Ubisoft software that you've had to bloody have to play certain games as a type of malware, and it does take over your computer, and it does chew up resources. It's probably probably better on an Xbox, but it's a pain in the ass, really, and I think these kind of switching over to builds and all that sort of stuff is a bit of a part of that. Like, it's... Um, it's another sort of grind. It's another keep the game going, but w- for what reason? That's not for fun. Well, that's so. That's the thing. So, one of the things I did actually, this was long before this, but I, I has a conquest system where you can help switch sides between Spartans and the Athenians in, in this war or this upcoming war that they're having. So obviously, you like the Athenians, right? Because that's where um, Testicles is, or whatever his name. <laughs> Uh, pretty much, yes. It's, it's all for testicles. <laughs> I love Shelley for testicles into battle. Um, yeah, I, well, that was the thing. I'm like, oh, I'll be for the Athenians, you know. Pericles is the best. La la la. Pericles is the ruler, famous ruler during the golden age of Athens. Um, anyway, so I, I did that. So I set it up. I did the the level um, in such a way that I was completing all the things I needed to do to be able to th- overthrow the ruler. Yep. And it was it was where I was meant to be grinding. It was part of the story. It told me to go there. It told me to do this stuff. And then I go to do the kind of major battle that switches the population. So in these battles, you're just basically slaughtering as many of the opposite soldiers as you want yeah. uh, or as you can. And if you do enough, then you win the battle and it switches to you. And you get actually quite nice loot and some bonuses. But it turns out that I, there was a level to it that I wasn't even aware of. And it was hard. So one, uh, I was at hard and high enough level, and two, it was marked as hard. And I watched someone beat it on YouTube, and they're like, "Oh yeah, all you have to do is stand in this rock and then run around circles and, and shooting people." Right. So it wasn't. They weren't playing it for fun. They were like exploiting some, yeah, yeah, you know, slow ledge bug there or whatever it was. I mean, it wasn't even that bad. But Pathing bug of some yeah, kind. Yeah, but it just it was wasn't fun. It wasn't me going in and like owning it, right? Yeah. So that ruined the kind of a thing that I thought was given to me by the game to do, and then they just stuck this big fat. No, you got to be like you know either higher level. So that was cool. I thought, all right, fine, I'll come back. Come back. The battle's been resolved. Right. So I didn't even have to do it once I was high enough. Yeah, level. you feel a bit sort of abandoned by the game, and so all this stuff went on without you. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, so since then I've just ignored that whole part because I'm like, whatever. Um, you know, it doesn't seem to affect that much of the game anyway. Yep. So, I mean, that's the thing. For me, one day we'll maybe reflect on this, but the latest Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's a game that's been compared to a lot. Yep. And the sense with Zelda is that everything is kind of possible to you. Like, everything's open to you. You can finish the games once you've finished the starting area. You can go straight to the final boss. It'll be hard. Yeah. But there's possibilities there. With this, I just feel I couldn't do it unless I had the gear, unless I had the level and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Or I did some exploit or something like that. And, and I had another situation where I, I dove into a volcano and then I'm like, oh, I wonder what's in here. Somebody who's like 10 levels too high for you, right? Okay. And so then I just leave and that was not that exciting anymore, right? Yeah. Um, so I find that that kind of stuff is a bit wearing. And as being commented in other reviews, everything is a little bit too long. Everything is like too long to level. 
it's always a bit further to ride. You know what I mean? You did a quest. Okay. You did two things. And then there's the third part. No, now there's a fourth part to the quest. You're like, come on. I'm fucking, I've killed enough dudes to you know, satisfy the condition ten times over. So you've played 25 hours, but you feel like you've played 50 or, or you need to have played 50 to have gotten anywhere. Well, I finally got my Socrates moments. I did this thing. It was a bit, Ooh. There was the dialogue options there, but they were like, do philosophy or say philosophy is stupid. They were the two options. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fine, I'll do philosophy, yes. And then it's like, you are a great debater. <laughs> well, the other option was get lost, this is stupid. Do you have... I remember from Assassin's Creed, you sort of um, lapse in and out of time. Yeah, yeah. You've you got all that, that stuff. There. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I just click through as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, but it's still playing it. I'm still enjoying it. So, again, story and location sometimes overrode these technical things. And, um, yeah, see, so I'll probably keep going it for a while. Yeah, okay. Did you ever review it? Did you ever give it a score? No, I haven't scored it yet. I haven't finished it, so there's that. Ah, well, I want to score, though. All right, well, wait. When you finish it, we'll make you give it a score. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny because um, a lot of the games are throw away now, right? Because I have Xbox Pass and Steam games are so cheap. I mean, I'm, I'm not motivated. But because this, I wouldn't actually spend because I did a trade-in. But anyway, I traded in my hard-earned games I'd bought previously. What games did you trade in? Um, Fours of Seven... Um, Crap. Gears of War 4, whatever it is, whatever the last one is. And, Crap. Um, a couple others, I've forgotten what they were now. Uh, All right, so you got Rally a pretty 4. good deal <laughs> out of it. <laughs> it was okay, but it, anyway. You've got the new Forza now, what do you care? Well, yeah, I haven't played that at all after <laughs> that whole thing. Why not let my Xbox Game Pass lapse for a little bit, because it's... There wasn't any good deals going. Yeah, well, I feel I don't have my PlayStation 1 and I don't care about any of the games they've been releasing, to be honest. Oh, but remember the... So, I have gold. So, I get all the free gold games. The pass is uh, the extra 100 games. Yeah, okay. Um, so, I still have gold and and we I just got Battlefield 1 from gold and played that for yeah, one mission. Yeah, I was playing You were playing that? What did you think? Yeah. yeah. I, I have a thing... I have a, the one thing it made me think was that... Is, respectful as it tries to be to the history of the whole thing mm-hmm. maybe video games are not a good way to talk about war well <laughs> possibly because it's always like you're doing I was shooting stupid. a lot of people in the back as they were running away <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel also, that was the best time for me to hit them <laughs> it's like you just kind of there's always a glitch there's always a bug that kind of always brings you yeah. out and then it's just mindless slaughter half the time and you're invincible and it's just like eh, it doesn't anyway that's a whole topic for another time Yes. Anyway, indeed. how many more BCK things have you got going on? I have um, done the entire box, start collecting box set of Beasts of Chaos. They are all um, undercoated and based. Because I want to undercoat them first so I can keep their bases clean and black so I can just quickly slop some of the fake mud paint on and be done with it easily. Uh, I've actually done 23 models because I had a guy who always fell off, an old bestigal who always fell off his square base, and I put him on a round base, and he got undercoated too. So, mm. for 23 models who I am not going to paint for the rest of the year because they're painted, undercoating counts as painting. God damn it. Um, well, I'm, I you might get three into co- it. Three color standard. Yeah, I might get into it. I'll, I'll probably stick some metal on someone soon. But I'm really keen for a game, I think, after all that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my big... Um, I'm calling it a Saigon because it's part 
Saigor part Gorgon. Um, so ready to be whatever I want it to be in a battle. And I realized I got a lot of points of guys because I've got a lot of other chaos bits and pieces and I could chuck them in as various things. Um, you and family got me those chaos spawn. But one thing I realized about Beasts of Chaos is that you've kind of, you always want a bit more or you want to have a unit that you throw into battle and quickly dies so you can keep summoning those things on again. Mm. And that actually got me thinking about um, if you're just using 10 Ungor and you're throwing them into the fire to get your primordial call points to summon more guys, mm. don't they just flee off the battle, half of them? Like, they would be affected by Battleshock, right? For that, I believe so. Uh, throwing them in, that's a wound. I, took, I guess, so, unless it says yeah. something. So you could roll pretty badly. You could roll, uh, you've just got 10, so you roll th- uh, your D3, you get a 5 or a 6, so maximum 3, and then you roll your Battleshock, you roll a 6, so you've lost 2. So in two turns... You, if you rolled like that, you could have the entire unit completely wiped off the board. I wonder if people are doing battle shock. Um, well, they, I don't know. I better double check the rules, but I feel that they—it's just a standard wound, isn't it? So they have to. I, I don't know unless there's some extra rule about it. You would think that they would. I don't it think there is. Could an extra be rule. that it says something about battle shock. That you lost models in certain phases, but I'm not. Well, maybe, maybe I'll have to have but a look. Magic would be, yeah, maybe the it's same a f- phase. It might be a it? phase thing. That's true. I'll have to double check, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, I'm just going to wipe that unit out in two turns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh well, we'll get a game on. I mean, what are you doing? A thousand points. You keep not telling me the points because you keep finding new models. Well, no, I could do whatever you want to do. I reckon I've got about eighteen hundred points, depending on how I count uh-huh. things. Um, I may have made a sneaky Stormcast purchase last night. Oh, what was that? I uh, got myself a Knight Venator, I think it is, or it could be a few things. But Venerator, is it? Or Venator? Uh, I think it's Venator. Um, oh. it's, so that you can do, it's a Knight Azeroth is the other build of it. Now Azeroth is the person holding a lantern that does kind of this uh, big burst of uh, mortal wounds, especially the chaos, which could be good uh, against you. I see. But I don't want that. I want the one with the cool bow and arrow who once per turn you can do this D6 plus 3 damage um, with one shot and there's a few ways to kind of help it come off a yes, bit better. Yes, I know what's happening to my Saigon then. Well... It's designed just for him, isn't it? <laughs> it's more designed to take down crucial support heroes. So, uh, I pick off a hero, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I've gone a little bit more... Uh, 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 shooting just to give my army a bit more balance. I might take some of the models that I have and pretend that they're adjudicators for our battle just because I was reluctant to buy some without giving them a go first. Yeah. Well, I, I've got to give a quick review of the start collecting box and I say <laughs> I um, base it on each model and the easier it is to stick it to its damn round base, the better it is. So I give the shame and a 10 out of 10 because it's got a nice little rock thing. It just <laughs> sticks onto its base. No trouble at all. And the vast bulk of the best of goals, I say, throw them in the bin because they're a pain in the ass, not only to put together, but to stick them on their damn bases. Like I said, I had that one guy on the square base that kept falling off, and I feel that the exact his equivalent uh, in this box, it's the same, you know, same hooves. They're just not, they're not shaped right. Mm. Uh, the young goals, for the most part, are you good. Score. And no, well, I'm still going, and the no. the. The Saigor is like one of its feet is fine and the other one's a bit of a pain in the ass and it'll fall over unless you hold it for a while. Um, so, what, what will I give it? 
I think um, the best of are just such a pain in the ass. I'll give it a 7 out of a 10. <laughs> All right. Hot take there. <laughs> um, so I lived my dream of playing Sea of Thieves with the family. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> um, the rare game. I don't know. I mean, I was level 10, so I had played a little bit uh, when it first came out. And we were doing level 10 missions, and it was just so... It just was too hard. We weren't ready. We couldn't get back into the groove. I died three times from random kamikaze skeletons that I didn't see. It was kind of thing like we would all panic, and I was trying to get my son son to shoot it, and he wouldn't do it. And then when he did, it just blew up and killed me or whatever it was. So So you're playing like one of you on the PC and one of you on the Xbox? Is that what you're saying? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, then people started ganking us because we would take too long to do a mission. And these ah. were people who had, like, so there's been an expansion recently. It's all free. Expansion recently. And the, one of the people had, like, the full new set of yep. the gear. I mean, the gear doesn't make you better in this game. It's just purely aesthetics. But you know that they're blaming the shit done of the game if they're wearing the brand yeah. new gear, right? Like, yeah. And a couple of weeks, one or two weeks after it came out. So we just died a lot and felt bad and stopped playing. That sounds like the kind of game it was aimed to be. I don't know. That's what I was <laughs> well, getting from the reviews. Well, I mean, it's not meant to... Well, I, I don't know why they're where we are. We should be... I know the maps are quite small and there's only a few of these things, but I don't know why I'm playing with anyone at that high level that, that, that they would want to be near the crappy islands I'm meant to be searching unless they're hunting around for people to kill, which is I impossible. I think it's not enough people playing, isn't it, kind of thing. And they're just pushing us together. Yeah, I think it's one of those kind of things. Well, that was one possibility. But anyway, I don't know. That was kind of a bit disappointing after kind of really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a bit brutal. I mean, it is true, though. Some of the most fun I've ever had in video games is ganking people online. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to add to that, I played a bit more of that Hellblade, um, the one that kind of represents psychosis and things like that. So I have the dilemma with that, which is, I like some of it, but I don't actually like it that much. And do you finish a game that you're not enjoying? And I know it's only six hours long, and I thought I had played way more than I had, which I probably only, I'm not even halfway, or about halfway. Okay. So it's only a few more hours, and it's kind of worth it for the story, but I just don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the, the loop, as I said, it, um, and changed a little bit, but it didn't change much. Well, can I just ask then, psychosis on a scale of 0 to 10, <laughs> what would you <laughs> How give do it? I identify? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So I think it was someone from the Shut Up and Sit Down said he just stops reading a book. If, if ever he doesn't want to read it, he just stops reading it. Yeah. And he claimed that this helped him read more books because he never had a book hanging over him. There's some books that I've loved that I absolutely hated parts of, though, I've got to say. Mm, So do you push through? Is it worth your time? I mean, I paid for it, but I didn't pay very much because it was a Steam sale. Yeah. um, I did, in kind of rebellion, pick up Resident Evil 7 demo to try and give that as a comparison. Ah. Because it was on sale on Steam again for uh, Halloween, Uh, but... The problem was the hour demo, you had to sit down all in one session. I discovered that quickly and then I'm like, oh, I don't have the time to sit down one hour to play this that I haven't had since. Yeah, see, my watch is reminding me a whole hour. You've got to take some steps. You you can't do it. (laughs) I'm recording a podcast now. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I might have to find. I, I don't know. I was. I did enjoy the five minutes I played of uh, the Resident Evil, so that might be something I get into. But okay. I, I think that's it for the what's up. Yeah, and well, we'll move on to. Oh, you got one more. Thing? One thing I want to say quickly that reminded me of, and it should have been in the um, fast forward section, is the PlayStation One. Um, little thingy, you know, like oh, the yeah. Super Nintendo and the Nintendo PlayStation Mini is it? Yeah, something like that. Um, because that's got an absolutely horrible. Um, what was the game you were talking about? Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Oh, that was horrendous. That game. The, the worst controls. And I've had many friends who loved it, but it admitted later that the controllers, the controls were terrible because you'll be getting. They would do the whole thing of getting a tiny little dog biting you in the ass, and then you have to shuffle around, and you you did have to shuffle if you wanted to turn in a complete circle to shoot the damn thing. It was terrible. I, I never understood how people liked it. I didn't understand. They loved it. They loved the loading of the doors opening, and I'm like, this is just a loading screen, people. But it seemed, to them, it was real, perhaps. Um, but I agree with the guy who posted on Kotaku, if anyone checks out that website, that if it does not have Bushido Blade, it does not count. There's no Bushido Blade on it. There's a couple of games I, I would play on it, though, I must admit. Um, I love Grand Theft Auto. That error is better than 5. 5 can um, GTFO. Oh, and if you if or anyone, anyone out there listening now wants to play and finish Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, I never finished that damn thing. <laughs> well, I will buy it and play it with you. <laughs> I don't think it's a multiplayer game, is it? No, it's single player, but it gets hard. So you, oh, you want to take turns and take running turn. and jumping. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. So Destruction Derby is a bit of fun. It's not worth buying it for no. that, though. Final Fantasy can jump off a cliff. Uh, what else is there? Resident Evil, same cliff. And I'll play some Super Puzzle Fighter too. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Twisted Metal is a bit of fun. And then pretty much everything else I don't give well, a I shit about. I think Twisted Metal 2 is the one that was half decent. The original yeah, was really okay. clunky, if I remember right. I feel like most of these games, like you've got Rayman, and most of them have been replaced by better versions, really. <laughs> oh, I think Rayman probably holds up better than most, to be honest. Out of well, that, perhaps. That list. I'm not sure about Cool Borders 2, for example. I'm pretty sure Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six will not hold up. No, but anyway. no. No way. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting is the way people loving Resident Evil and people accepting it, I think it's going to tie in a lot to liking games and, and that's going to come with our review and what people react to and how people accept yeah. things presented to them. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if they're going to do more than one, right, with a different set of games. Well, the uh, interesting thing, and I haven't been able to... Um, clarify this is that like it says preloaded games and I'm like well preloaded means that there's a possibility to load other things doesn't there like it sounds no, like that it just says you don't have to insert I guess I guess that's, that's just the language I don't know there's no option to plug anything in it's not even a What's what's that button there that looks like an eject is that an eject <laughs> that's yeah, where the eject was <laughs> yeah interestingly um, I thought it would be hilarious if this brought back CDs and we were putting CDs into <laughs> it. <laughs> I thought I wanted to drag out my uh, Super Nintendo Mini or whatever it is um, and play a game. Which game? Uh, I wanted to play Mother... Is it Mother Earth? No, you don't, you don't want Mother to Three? No? All right, fine. It was always a game that was mystical and magical and no one ever did and the story was meant to be yeah. great and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, the story's great for a Super Nintendo game. Sure, all right, fair enough. But I don't know. I thought I wanted to just complete one game on that rather than 
you know, getting myself another Let's RPG. Let's play Secret of Mana. It'll be my 25th time. All right, fine. <laughs> we'll let you know how we go on that one. Anyway, it's time to jump into the review. Okay, if your tape G fails after launch, please listen carefully. And this will not affect your boost guide. Alrighty, so let's do our rambling review. Rambling review. This week it is about Red Dead Redemption 2. Please listen to us. Please subscribe. Like and subscribe. (laughs) Red Dead Redemption 2 coming at you. Since nobody's bought the game, people will be really waiting for our input, I think. Well, everyone wants to hear from us before they purchase it. All of those hundreds (laughs) of millions of people who have bought it. Um... Well, you haven't played it, so what are you doing here, honestly? I am here to see... I said I would wait for the reviews, and I was as tempted as I was. I was getting, and still am getting, very mixed signals um, by the love-hate relationship that uh, seems to be going around this game. Yes. So, let's see if you'll convince me. I'm not sure which way you want to convince me, to get it or not get it. I don't know. Um, but let's start with the Metacritic reviews because I believe it's on 97 there still. I haven't looked in the last minute. But um, it's the best scoring game of the year for the PlayStation 4 and the X-Bone. Well, what about God of War and Spider-Man? Well, they're both on 97. I believe they're above, they're above everything else. Here we go, 97. What's better than that? Go to... Nick's going through the internet here, so I need to direct him. No, no, no you're doing it all wrong. I will never get <laughs> there. We'll there. never get there. You, know, you need to go to the best of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, in games somewhere. Uh, f- just start with PS4 or something. I'll go all games, fine. I think just go by console, really, is the best way to do it. Yeah, that's normally how Metacritic works, yeah. Yeah. All right, so best games. Yeah, best games. Just drum roll. Do to do strain internet speed. Woo. Um, Four hours later. Okay. Ninety-seven. 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 Okay. This last ninety days, though, go by a year. This being the year of our Lord, two thousand and eighteen. What if it's someone else's Lord? Well, that's their problem. God okay. of War's on ninety-four. There you go. Minuscule. So. If you can draw anything from this conclusion is it doesn't matter which console you have. You don't need exclusive games because the best games could be on everything. And it's coming out on PC, I believe, with a year delay. And that'll probably be the ultimate edition as well because it'll come with all of the bullshit stuff they'll make you pay for now built in and it'll look prettier if you happen to have a um, 2080 uh, sitting in a box next to your laptop. There you go. I don't have a 2080. <laughs> 1070 Ti will do what I think. We can talk about that another time. I really think that that, that the whole new Nvidia stuff is released before its time. But anyway, well, it's interesting. But um, yeah, it's going to take a whole year for the game to come out. So by then, who knows what hardware people will have? I, w- I heard four months. That's yeah. All um, right. Enough about it. So it's a highly ranked game. A lot of tens. Yeah. Game Informer gave it a ten. I'm not sure what Edge gave it. Actually, I haven't looked. Um, I don't think it was it a ten. Can't be from Edge, surely, surely not. Yeah, they tend to love things like this. All right, you look that up. I'll talk more about it. I've been playing it. I don't know how many hours I've played, but a decent amount. I was a bit sick the other week, so I got a fair bit of playing in. Um, and I know I've had fun with it, but I it's not really a game that I go. I must play it. 
at all times. And in fact, I find myself walking away from it at times because I really want to do something else. And something that you're seeing a lot, and if you're into your Kotaku like I am, you're probably watching all of the videos of all the crazy bugs that are going on in it. And there are quite a few. Uh, I don't think it's a solid game at all. And I feel that the the bugs, at least from my bias perspective, I feel that the bugs are particularly buggy on the Xbox version of it. I seem to see a lot of them popping up. But there's plenty on the PlayStation 2, um, by which I mean the PlayStation 4, of course. <laughs> but I, I'd like, right, just to grab that point, so what console were you played on? I played on the PS4. But So there's been some comparisons going around. Clearly, the Xbox One X is ten times ahead of the Pro, but it's got more power, I, I believe. Yeah, yes. yeah, and you get you get your solid four K coming out, supposedly, even though it is upscaled, I think, or there's some weird kind of upscale techniques going on. Probably because it's based on an older engine, as far as I understand. So I, I reckon it would be upscaling. But then, in the comparison between the standard PS4 on the Xbox One S, which is slightly improved than the standard Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, Xbox One is doing about uh, some weird resolution, like 835 or some bizarre number like that. Okay. And PS4 is a solid 1080p. Yeah, it's definitely been built for the PS4. And isn't there exclusive content and it came out 12 seconds before it on the PlayStation or something? I think you like get a foot that. rub if you but didn't you get a free foot rub with it. No, or I could really use one, actually. So if it does come with one, you're out there, anyone who works for... What's the company, Rockstar? Please come and give me a foot rub. Well, that's the whole thing. So everyone's playing it and feeling guilty about their 100-hour weeks. I don't think they got time for foot rubs anymore. Maybe that was part of the 100 hours. Well, you can do weird things in the game. And I watched, again on Kotaku, um, this guy grow his beard. And all he did was he got to... Basically, you've got Chapter 1. Let's start from the start. You've got Chapter 1 and doesn't let you fucking do anything and... There's no free-to-play game there. It's just a tutorial that I think is quite poor. I think it's assuming you've played the game before, and I'd only ever played it a bit at a friend's place, so I don't know controls or anything. And coming from um, the excellent game uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm used to that, and I keep... I think I'm out of that mode now, but I kept switching back into Horizon Zero Dawn and be like, why isn't it doing this thing? Why aren't the buttons the same? Um, that's one thing that I miss with Nintendo and I have to say is that generally you get a kind of this console works this way system whereas with you know PlayStation games and Xbox games you don't get that they're like nah we do it this way this is how we do it per game you mean yeah. per game on a game to game basis uh, no across the console thing so you're sort of learning it all again and I just think the tutorial uh, throws you in I mean, which is fine, but it doesn't really explain things and there's so many things that you want to know and one of my biggest sort of bugbears with the game, I guess, is that you need to be looking at online content, you need to be reading tips, you need to be watching videos if you want to really play the game because there's all kinds of things. The honor system is one that really annoyed me. I had no idea what's going on with that because I'm not saying hello to people, I'm losing honor. It would be nice of them to say hello. I was... I just want to get through the game really quickly and I tend to mash X and it's exactly like bloody um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion where the first thing you do is you run and jump everywhere and you get your stamina up <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but you do, it's a huge world and you want to go everywhere and you, so your horse stamina is, the horse stamina is maxed out with the horse that I, I've got the bonus horse for 
um, pre-ordering it because I got it so cheap if I pre-ordered it. Um, so it's maxed out now. And mine's still going, but I've been leveling up my... I, I, I once woke up drunk and ran halfway across the map to find <laughs> my goddamn horse. So my stamina is getting good. It's it just... Right. But so, so the thing is that everyone's talked about the tutorial being, or the introduction being quite limiting, and some so people limiting. love it, some people don't. Um, and the other thing is it's... Uh, it, you have to go at the pace of the game. So if yes. you want to mash X, you're just going to end up doing something bad eventually. So I did. I did a lot of that. So I was walking... To me, it was a good distance away from people. I was walking near the mashing X or I was riding my horse at a distance, but that was too close and the the game freaks out and you're losing honour because you're pissing off these people for moving quickly by them. Yeah, yeah. So you've the totally got to slow... Yeah, well, it doesn't even hit them. That's the thing. You're just near them, and they're like, yeah, ah, right, right. kind of thing. Sometimes you hit them. I mean, that's, well, that's hilarious. Well, it's in Assassin's Creed, they do cringe away from you exactly the same way, but that doesn't have any effect. Yeah, right? well, you got this fucking honor system, and then so it wasn't letting me do things because I'd pissed everyone off, and I'd punch someone in the face, and I'd shot someone in the back of the head or something. So do you have a bounty on you then? So that's got bounties. Well, yeah, systems. there's bounties and things like that, and you just pay them off, and it's the best way, and just tell them to go away, honestly. Mm. I mean, you kind of got to do that. I just think I thought it was going to be a free world. It's not really a free world. It's probably best to play as good and to slowly meander by people and say hello to them. All right, tip your hat to everyone is one of the advice that uh, was given at one of those tip sites. Yeah, so you want the honour because you get a discount at stores. And so I'm playing a bit more like that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to embrace that. And so I went hunting. And, you know, first I was a bit impatient, but I got better at it. And then I was, I was going along really well. And so you've got to get a perfect pelt and i've discovered now basically if you're not getting them if you're not getting a perfect kill then you're not it's useless i mean you can sell it but you can't do the other crafting and thing options you want to do right so it's got to be perfect and i've now discovered i only just discovered this because i was looking at tips the game wouldn't have told me this um i mean i guess it's in the manual tucked away somewhere which is online of course as well or in game um but some animals just don't have a perfect pelt so you've got to check them out first. You've got to get your binoculars on and check them out. Right, right. Um, so it's totally slow-paced in that way. So anyway, I'm embracing the slow pace. I'm hunting these deer. I'm perfectly up on them. And the other thing it wants to do is give you all these interactive things. So a gunfight starts out near me and right. scares away these deer that I'd been <laughs> quietly tracking for so long. And then I'm like, all right. Fuck these guys. They scared off all of my deer. So I run up the hill trying to find who it was and I'm going to kill both of them. I can hear them like shouting. But by the time I get up there, they're gone. Uh. <laughs> so it just felt like a total stab in the back pretty much. Well, I mean, is that good or bad thing? I mean, it's annoying from a game perspective. I think... Um, I mean, so to give some other examples that I've heard from other people play the game... You want to get just to an area to get the mission done. You're riding too fast. You accidentally, like, kick a dog who then bites a person, and all of a sudden you've got a bounty on you. You need yeah. to get to the mission because you, you, people are searching for you or something like that. Well, I feel a bit like that. So sometimes I just want to do the mission, and then it's like there's a guy on the side of the road. He's like, I got bit by a snake. Help me. And you're like, well, I don't care. I just want to do the mission. But then you, you might suffer... Um, a loss to honour because you didn't help him. But you're so close to doing that thing that you actually wanted to do yeah. in the game. It's sort of taking away from your experience. 
and making you do this other thing. I think that's the key thing. Like, if you want to do things, like, so in Assassin's Creed, one of the, the uh, tips is to do what you want. Do you like taking out fortresses? Do you like doing these other types of missions? You know, focus well, you on already them. said that you're not allowed to do what you want because you had a poison build and it made you build another build. No, but that was in terms of, that was a key story kind of bottleneck, right? Um, sure. But if you like taking down fortresses, you can do that. You can do a bit more ship combat. It's it's repetitive. You have to do a bit of everything, but I can emph- I can do way more ship combat if I wanted to, and do ship based missions, right? Yeah. Or I can do more of these other kind of fortress based ones. Or I I like finding the caves where I can find a um an ability point in and stuff like that. I like searching for them. So I have a little bit of choice, and I always feel okay. I can do this other thing. I don't like it as much, but I'll do it when I'm ready to do it. But with this, you have to be ready to do it. Like you just have to do what's in front of you almost. Yeah. And you have to kind of just go with what's given to you. Well, with this, at first you do. And so in Chapter 1, by the time you're sort of given some choice in what to do or you're starting to think about having some choice, you're like, oh, maybe I can go over here and it's sort of not letting you. Um, Then you get thrown into Chapter 2 and then that's where you start to have a lot more freedom. However, I see it in this way. um, The best way to explain it is that it's really a series of vignettes. And so you do have all this free to play. You can run around, you can play bloody dominoes, you can play like I was saying, I played, I was really tired one night, so I played heaps of poker because I couldn't really be bothered to do anything else in the game. So I just played some rounds of poker. Um, you can do things like that, right? And total free when it comes to those sorts of things. But then in general, you're, you're sort of advancing the story or doing a side quest. And they're, they're these vignettes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I feel it really is. Um, more than an open free-to-play thing because quite often you're just sort of forced to ride alongside on a horse with these people and if you stray too far, it's going to say you failed. What would you like to do? Yeah. Start over or or do something else kind of thing. Do you abandon the mission then? Um, I don't know, actually. I've never abandoned a mission, but maybe you can. I mean, one of the first things I did when I got into the free freer area was I talked to someone and suddenly I was doing a mission that I didn't particularly want to do and I just did it because I'm like, all right. I'm doing it now. Mm. And it feels a bit like that. Um, But you've got to kind of do certain things. And luckily, I sort of just stumbled and did those things before you're allowed to do other things. Um, So you are sort of forced in that way. You want to unlock um, someone you can sell the legendary fur that you found or or build an outfit. So I killed this legendary bear, uh, which is quite an early on thing. It's not really spoiling anything there. And you can make things with it. So I made this ridiculous hat. Um, it was just, just basically a bear head that I wear. And everywhere I go, I'm like this gunslinger and I've killed people in town multiple times. They're all like, you look like an idiot. And I'm like, you know, you've seen me shoot someone <laughs> to death in front of you and you're calling me an idiot. What is going on here? And I, I feel a bit disappointed because I'm like, the game made me kill this damn bear and I want to wear this hat proudly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I do think... Uh, so one of the reviews I was listening to with the Filthy Casuals, an Australian podcast I think we've talked about before, yep. and it split two to one, guy not liking it, but um, one of the things one of the guys said was, at the end of the day, it's just fun to ride around and stack your horse and, 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 and you know shoot people and stuff like that. Yeah. So you kind of have to enjoy that, I think, some level. You have to want to be the cowboy 
rather than it make you want to be the cowboy. Well, it, it did make me want to be a cowboy a bit. There's some cool bits where you're shooting people and they fall off the water towers and things, and it's totally cheesy movies. And you're like, oh, that was fun though. You know, it's it's cheesy as, but mm. um, it just it brings you that sort of simple joy of it's like a movie. And again, like I said, it's like these vignettes, so these little stories. And those little stories can be interesting. They can be a bit boring. Um, but, you know, any game has that. And it's, it's something that's aiming to be so huge it's going to have a bit of hit and miss. Right. Um, mm. I just think in these kind of games, uh, and we sort of touched on this before, um, there's a lot of, because it wants to be so huge, there's a lot of pointless things to do. Yeah, see, that's where I told you when I heard that thing. So, on one hand, it's exciting that, you know, these, there are a hundred different animals to skin. But yeah. and then you're like, well, they're not going to... I mean, you can say, well, you don't have to do that part. But then there's a value to there's doing that part. There's a certain amount of value that you need. You want to unlock certain things. You want to get a better exactly. satchel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, a huge criticism I have of that in particular is in Horizon Zero Dawn, you could... Um, you just press the button when you're in that thing telling you about the satchel and that becomes your mission. And now you know you need to hunt um, this pelt, that pelt, whatever. You can't do that in this game. You've got to remember, oh, I need to find a... kill an alligator perfectly. I need to kill a bullfrog perfectly and a chicken. Right. And there's no... Best satchel ever. Yeah, and then you get a mad satchel. There's no... But there's no way of you knowing to do that in the world, whereas you could make it a quest in right, um, Horizon right. Zero Dawn, and it just made it so much easier because you're like, I really want this upgrade. I'm going to go out and do it. Right. Whereas now you're like, oh, it's just going to be something I kind of do along the way. I've got to go all the way to the New Orleans rip-off town, yeah. to kill a bloody alligator, and then I've got to go over there. It just... It doesn't. I don't think it approaches those upgrades. Well, so, but see, some people then, as we talked about, the highest score ever must love that, right? They must love. Well, that. if you want your platinum trophy, and there's the people collecting the platinum trophies. No, no, no. But the people who play the game and look, I mean, there was some good criticism about this. This game is this huge open world, hundred plus hours. Yeah. Reviewers had it for one or two weeks ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, some of them didn't sleep, I guess, to get. Well, a lot of them are in. saying. I think the Kotaku review, which was massive, it was a novel, and it didn't he say yeah. he played like twenty five hours? So you're saying you've played that much in Assassin's Creed, and you refuse to review it because it's not <laughs> enough. Well, I, I mean. Uh, some people had finished the game and former people claim he'd finished it. He was sixty something hours in or whatever. Um, I don't know, but the whole point is, if you're meant to go at this pace, right? Like, and it's, it's, it's a game. I think they want you to come back to every day. You know, you do your yeah. shaving or whatever you do. I mean, you haven't even talked about the camp yet. I haven't talked about the shaving of the Kotaku guy. That was brilliant. He just so he he got to chapter two, and then he got hair tonic, and you drink the hair tonic. And he would sleep. You can go. I've been there. I've had a bath at this hotel um, in town, in the first town called Valentine. And he would just stay at the hotel. He'd drink three, as, as many bottles of tonic he could buy a day, which was three. He'd drink them all. And he tried to grow as big a beard as he could. He did nothing to help the camp. You meant to help the camp build it all up. Right. And he said, when I got back to camp, they all yelled at me <laughs> for not doing anything. But he said that he spent, he said he spent five hours of his real life and it was like 600 game hours or something doing that. And his character slept for most of the time. He basically just drank hair tonic. And went to but sleep. Yeah, I mean, but it, you could just do the maddest things, right? right. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's the kind of realism in scare quotes or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, from my perspective, I, I don't love. 
I mean, I've gotten back into what I would call violent games again. I haven't. I'm not a huge player of shooting games or things like that, but I am playing uh-huh. Assassin's Creed. But even that, I feel it's absolutely ridiculous, right? Like that, I have to kill. I'm on a small Greek island, and I've already killed a hundred people or something. And I'm like, what? There wouldn't even be that many people to kill, you know? Yeah, there could have been hundreds of thousands in cities at that time, though. No, but I mean, this was a dot, right? It just look, if there was that many as many people as I killed, people would be like. Like fearing be, me, yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. would not look me in the eye. They would not be looking at your bare hat and going, "You look like an idiot." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, so you have to kind of be into that aspect of it, right? And um, I mean, to me, it would be more that you would have a system like there. Uh, there, you have the bounties with people hunting you, and then that has its own mercenary bounty type thing. And yeah. Killing them would be the killing, right? Assassinating them or, or assassinate a few key people like a hit band game or something, right? Um, but yeah, it, it, you have to kind of enjoy that. I don't know, just pure... I mean, that's the gameplay is slaughtering all these people and sometimes yeah. it seems a bit inconsistent. Like you're caring about how you're shaving and whether you tip your hat to anything. Meanwhile, you become the greatest serial killer in all of history, right? Well, I think so, it's one of the funny things about this that Honor is... I mean, maybe there's a couple of missions you get if you're really dishonorable that you can't do otherwise. That's what I imagine. But there's no real reason to be evil otherwise. So it's kind of like it really wants you to be like, yeah, fine, I'm doing making these bad decisions. I'm on the wrong side of the tracks, but I am a good guy underneath it all kind of thing. And it sort of forces you into that in a way. Right. Uh, well, I suppose that is a big you, maybe, trope, course. you might say, yeah, from from yeah. cowboy films, though. It is true. You know, you're sort of... Right. You're the good guy with a gun, right? The, the you're kind of bad, yeah, yeah. The ultimate American thing. But, I mean, even... I guess even... Well, look, maybe I've just hung up on the, the, the numbers, but, you know, even then... The killing scenes were the tense scenes in cowboy movies, right? And there yeah. was a lot of time other, and they do that as well, as far as I can understand, because you're riding your horse or whatever for long periods of time. Yeah. But the amount of those fighting scenes is jacked up because the movie's only two hours long, yeah. right? So, yeah. Well, you're sometimes just riding along and people ambush you and you've got to fight them. Right, That sort right. of thing. One thing, I was just in town and this guy got into a duel and then he was like, anyone else want to fight? And I'm like, all right, I'll gun you down in the street. So I just did that, you know. <laughs> like, there's minimal repercussions for that. So what I did do, though, was I picked up his corpse and threw it and I got in trouble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then I was in trouble. That's the one pet peeve of the game. Well, not one. There's another one um, that you don't really know what's going to be um, good and bad for you. That sure. can be really annoying. It's very... Um, you know, sometimes you just do things and when I'm first sort of getting a hold of the controls, uh, you know, you smash into someone or something and you're suddenly in trouble and then you're in a gunfight and then you've shot half the town and you're like, okay. Mm. Um, and it doesn't talk about a lot of those things so I think the tutorial is very poor in that way. I didn't even know that you could save the game on your own will. I just imagined it saved things after you'd done cool things and I think I've actually lost, lost some of my gameplay. Um, because I wasn't doing that, you can go and save it. But oh, it never okay. told me you could go and save it. Right. And, you know, obviously I'm a bit of a greenhorn, you might say, when it comes to Red Dead Redemption. Um, but you just think the tutorial will tell you these kind of things. And every now and then it tells you these tips, but it does it in that um, this sort of style of game where it gives you a tiny tip in the corner and you're too busy 
you know, doing something more important, you might miss that little tip. Sure, sure. Yeah, or the loading screen or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's not much loading in it. That's one great thing about it. Once you've fired up the game, it's generally pretty quick from there on, at least in my experience so far. Uh, so I do like that about it. I don't need to install an SSD or anything to get... But the first boot is is a big boot, I must admit. Right, right. Uh, but from there, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think it is a very beautiful world. Um, at first, I wasn't very impressed with the graphics at all. It starts you off in the snow and compared to Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which has a very different style, right? I mean, they both are kind of realistic, but I feel Horizon Zero Dawn has that sci-fi element, uh, so they can add some pretty little touches where this is going for more realism, but it looks kind of ugly at first, and I didn't really appreciate the game until I got to Chapter 2, and I uh, mainly just appreciated the detail of the mud and all the tracks and things going through town. It was so amazing. I'm like, this is beautiful. <laughs> Look I at this. I think I've heard people talk about the reflections on the mud as the number one feature of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is great. It is amazing what they've done. And, and it does, you know, I can't help but think, because I don't have a PlayStation Pro, so I can't help but think it probably holds a bit more in RAM and tracks of people going here and there. But it does do a decent bit of that kind of stuff and add that extra realism. You, you know, you can see as you're riding past a caravan you can see where that caravan had come from sort of thing oh yeah, yeah. so it's kind of cool with those little touches all right so do you want to give a score to this well I mean, you kind of i would like to point out you talk about it uh one hand you complain and get frustrated but you still seem to be a lot, lot of things you like yeah i like a lot of things i want to explore a lot of the things and i guess one thing that i do like is that i haven't figured out all the systems yet but i also wish that the systems were a bit more explained at the same time but it's true, there's nothing worse than a game where you figure out the systems are too basic and simple and then you just start playing to that formula. Right. So you've got to have a bit of a balance of that. I guess I just find the world, yes, you can do a lot in it, but it's also very clunky. So from time to time, like you enter a certain zone, your campsite is a zone, and you can only do certain things in there. You can only move very slowly in your campsite. You're mashing X uh, if you're on a PlayStation, whatever it is, on an X-Bone. Um, to try and move as fast as you can, but the campsite restricts you to be moving quite slow. So it, it forces you to this pace, um, and it forces you to do certain things in certain zones, and sometimes you want to interact with the world and you just can't. And I actually had a thing where I had to reboot it. I could not talk to anyone, right, um, right. so I shut down the game and went back in. So due to these kinds of things, I am going to give it a score, a punishment mark of... 7.9. 7.9. Ain't giving it no eight. I feel like if you want to play as a cowboy, it's a great game, right? If you want to play as a cowboy, and but I didn't know that I really wanted to play as a cowboy, and I, I guess it gave me some reason to to do so, and it is kind of cool, um, but I think it's so overhyped. It's way on the hype train. I think the reviews that have been put out they've been drinking the kool-aid and they're well deep into the kool-aid they're actually what you can do and one thing i really enjoy in the game is you can purchase and then chew upon cocaine gum and i think they were handing out the cocaine gum at all of the (laughs) review parties they had pre-launch i think yeah oh well fair enough um i don't know so what i do i want to play it i mean it's such a gaming event right with so many sold but i have a, a confession to make Yes. I don't really like GTA games, except the What's well, not a GTA? No, I know, but I don't, except the original GTAs. I haven't really ever finished or played because, and the reason why, the movement is clunky, the gunplay is clunky, 
and I just never appreciated this looking at a map and going to the dot thing. And playing Assassin's Creed now is like me kind of giving that style a go in a way. I'm really worried that I'll get frustrated with the controls and, and um, in it. But what I might do is is see how what happens on the PC front and see if it does come out on PC. Well, I think you should just play it with me. I should have brought my PlayStation over today and we could have given it a bash. It's well, so I did try to do that with GTA um, 5, I think it was. Yeah. Um, with some friends and they all loved it and then I got given a shotgun mission that just we were shit at and it turned out we hadn't gone to the gun range to level up the security yeah, scale. I don't like that about GTA 5 either. But I, it, it sounds to me that it's pretty similar in that kind of structure and stuff like that and just... Um, you know, talked about being... I don't think you have to level up your gunplay so much but I do find the guns clunky and uh, your inventory in general. So it's weird because... So you might be riding along on your horse and you jump off your horse and you've got your rifle and your bow with you, mm. which is, or your shotgun. My, one of my favorite weapons... My favorite weapons are probably the bow and my double-barreled shotgun that I stole. Mm. Um, so sometimes you just jump off your horse and you got them, but most of the time you don't. You've just got your pistol and you've got to go to your horse and pull the damn thing off and you never know... When the exception to the rule is going to come and why. It, it, that's the kind of thing that gets me about this game. It's so There's so many exceptions to the rules, I, I don't know. And is I've, it bugging or is it doing it on purpose? Yeah, I feel that a lot of the reviews coming through are... Like, my review that and the score that I gave it is based off the game as it is now. And I feel a lot of these um, reviews are your sort of blue sky reviews saying, oh, no, you, this will be patched in, you know... Patch number two, patch number three, these right. things will be solved. But I can't I can't do a score like that. I'm doing a score on what it is right now. Sure, and, sure. And I think, yes, they will fix some of these issues, but some of them are going to remain unexplained nuances. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be interested to see if you keep playing it because that will kind of show whether the annoyances... Because, I mean, it's a little odd because a lot of the games we're talking about, we're often talking about, I was talking about the Hellblade, do I push through even though I don't like it that much, right? And so some things drag you along even though they don't. The fact that it's such a daunting amount of time is kind yeah. of there as well, but I don't know, you don't have to, I think the stat was released, they only had 22% of people ever finished the, re- the first Red Dead or whatever. Okay. I have a feeling this will be way lower than that, yeah. I don't know if I'll finish it. I reckon I could get to the next chapter, but I don't know if I'll finish it. All right, well, we'll see if you keep going. Yeah. Maybe you'll be telling, maybe you'll have some Kool-Aid slash special gum <laughs> soon. Maybe I'll bump it up to by point one to an eight. Ooh, well, yeah. I do, I do wonder about the sharing it, though, because I think it's, too personal and too long to kind of play like that. Though some games you can do that, but maybe well, yeah, the, we go. the weird personalization and there was something we actually touched on in the break and did not speak about is the weird items and things. And there's a ton of items in this game that you don't really need, and they're just um, you know upgrades to look cool or have the look that you want. Um, but then some of them are actually they do give you boosts, and it doesn't always tell you. And again, you have to be looking at these guides. There's an app for it on your phone. I haven't um, connected it properly yet. I do have the app, but I haven't um, logged into all the accounts, the Rockstar accounts and all these things. It has to be done for all of that. But you kind of need a side tool to play this game and you need side information around it. And to me, that is a frustration. I think I wish the game would tell you more. I wish you would stay in the game. I feel like part of the fun that I'm having is putting down the game, learning about the game, and then I want to go back because now I'm like... 
ah, so that's how you do sure, that sure. thing I'd been trying to do and for so long. the aha moments are not coming in game. And that's kind of part of the problem. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing about these things. On one hand, you want to get on the hype train, but I could play it like next year or something maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the price I bought it for, which was mm. like 60 bucks with express shipping or whatever it was. Right. Um, you're not going to see it's that. 60 Australian dollars. And most games in America cost 60 US. Yeah, but that's that's excellently cheap for here. Um, you're not going to see that price here for a year probably again, I think. Because mm. it's gone up. Yeah, no, it's gone up from there. There is a different cycle of pre-prices I've noticed these days. But yeah, we'll There'll see. There'll be the limited edition with extra... Um, comes with four pre-skinned bullfrogs. <laughs> Ready to make that satchel. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Let's do it. So we probably should wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, so you can send us an email to thegameswagon at uh, gmail.com. You can find us at thegameswagon.com or on Facebook where, where Alex has posted some lovely pictures of various things, including his... Slightly uh, before release copy of Red Dead that came then. Yes. I should post my Beast of Chaos there, actually. I've been trying to get you to do it with your special Saigor Gorgon Cross or whatever you call it. Saigon. Good old Saigon. <laughs> um, yeah, should just email, tell us why we're totally wrong about Red Dead and it's the best game since, I don't know, the last GTA, I guess people would say. Or is it even as good as Breath of the Wild? I'm pretty sure we should have double-checked on Metacritic, but I'm pretty sure the user score is lower than the uh, critic score. The user score is much lower. I did notice that. It's yeah. way down there. But they can... I mean, the user score is so protesty sometimes. It's, no, it's hard positive, to know. though, is it? Oh, no, that's not user reviews. That's no, score. It's like six or seven or something like that. Yeah, so what are we well, looking 7. at? 7.7. 7.7. So that's 7. that's 7. pretty good. So that's about where I'm at with my review. I feel most people <laughs> will agree with me. Um, off the top of the bat, this is a, a good example of why professional video cricket, uh, game critics cannot be trusted in 2018. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that it's a flawed gem at best. Yeah, anyway, there you go. Um, I think a lot of people, like with the sales that it had, anyway, I don't think people are going to be uh, too happy with it. The game is a chore is another one that just pops out there. <laughs> I really feel that's how I would see it, um, but maybe I think what if I get some time. The thing I was going to say is if I get a clear, like this weekend or something like that, and I could just dive in and lose myself, maybe I'd, a great way to. Start I think it. you can, and I think you've got to embrace the pace of it. But the pace is slower than you might think of a video game. And the funny thing of an action movie, again, it's it's mm. slower than that. It totally is. You know, you're going back in time to enjoy the relaxed life. All right. Well, we failed to wrap up the show, so let's give it another <laughs> go. Anyway, this has been the Games Wagon. I'm still want to play card games, Nick. And I'm still hopeful we get five listeners, Alex. One day. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. <laughs>